everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Virtual Coffee. My name is Alexa Collier, and on this podcast, I chat with small business owners from around the world. Now with me today is Katie Singley, the founder and owner of Cupcakes Cake Bakery. Katie was first on Virtual Coffee back in February of 2021, and she came back for a second episode to share her journey of opening her storefront in Delaware. She also shares advice for navigating a booming, growing business and her potential plans for the future. I had a great time speaking with Katie again, and I know you'll love her second episode. Now, before we jump into it, thank you so much for tuning back into the podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all the social medias. It's all at Virtual Coffee Podcast. You can also leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really helps us out and helps others discover the small business owners that we feature on this podcast. Again, thank you so much for listening and enjoy listening to Katie. Welcome, Katie. Thank you so much for being back on the podcast. Hello. I'm so glad to be back. I'm very excited to dig in. We were just chatting before starting this, and I always love when guests come back because we can just get into the nitty gritty and really just have an open-ended conversation. So with that, would love to know where you have been. So you were last on the podcast. We last posted your episode February 23rd, 2021. So that was like what, two years ago, more than two years ago, which is crazy. Um, So, you know, what are the updates top of mind? What are the the big updates that you have to share with us? Definitely. So, yeah, I mean, so two years ago, we're a little bit over two years, I'm about to hit my one year anniversary of my store being open. Um, Yay. Two weeks. So that's insane. So the store has been open for a year, I guess the year before that, when we were on the phone, I was still working corporate marketing job. And I had my plans for the bakery, but I I couldn't expose them yet. (laughs) So I had been working on my location and my loan for probably like, I don't know, six months when we were on the phone. And then it took another year for all of that stuff to come to fruition. So yeah, since then, it was the process of opening the store and then being open for a year, which is crazy. Wow. That's insane. Congratulations. I mean, what an update right off the bat. That's awesome. You know, diving into opening that store, what was the trigger for you to decide, I really want to go down this path? Because, you know, even from a personal place, I have all these ideas of, you know, where Mm -hmm. I could take virtual coffee and they're kind of swirling in my head. But how did you take idea from in your head to I'm acting on this, like I'm putting the plans in motion. Was there a specific, you know, kind of trigger for you? That was a really hard decision for me. Like I toyed with the decision of like, do I just stay in the corporate world? Do I have a steady income or do I like essentially risk everything and open the store? Because it's like, I I don't know how many people are going to show up on the first day I'm open. I don't know how this is going to go. Like this could be the worst decision ever or the best decision ever or somewhere in between. It's really hard to know unless like you said, like take that like leap to just do it, I guess you could say prompted me was, I mean, I was essentially baking as much as I was working in my other job. So I'd come home, I'd bake all night. I had the demand. I had, you know, the audience and the customer base that was like looking for stuff. So I definitely was like, okay, so I have this 
face here. It's not like anybody, you know, doesn't know about me. Like my name's out there. I'm busy, that type of thing. So then from there, it was just like, okay, now how can I make this reality? Um, One of my dad's good friends is an accountant and he helped me set up all my projections. So basically took every single thing I could think of that could be an expense um, and then, you know, project your income and stuff like that. So I had a well thought out business plan. I had all my financial projections. So like, say, you know, we don't make any money. This is, this is what would happen. I definitely made sure that we had, I guess, worked on all that for like a year to, you know, show like, all right, well, here's all of our options. This is how, you know, and in, in, even in my business plan, there were so many ideas and, you know, this is the steps I'm going to take. This is what it's going to look like. This is what I'm going to do. So I guess, you know, having the confidence of like, this is the plan kind of helped me make that leap, I guess on like a, I guess you would call that, I'm not really sure what you would say, but like a bit business side, a logical side, but like the side of like passion and stuff like that also played a part in it. Um, I was not happy with what I was doing. I felt like I was, I guess you could say, I was suppressing my talents. I was keeping everything in. I was basically holding back my talents. Like I'm a very creative person. It's like, obviously you are with your podcasts and stuff like that. Like you have these ideas and these visions and not being able to like bring them to life because I had to focus on not necessarily someone else's vision, but finance and marketing finance and stuff like that. It's just not what I was passionate about. So I didn't want to like live a life of basically holding back the talents that I was born with essentially. And if I was able to logically make that a plan, then I was like, okay, this is the right choice, even though I lost hours of sleep over it. And I still do, but it's a journey. And if you love what you do, like, you know, it makes the very hard journey worth it. I really love what you dove into there because you showcase the balance of, to your point, that passion, but then also the business mind that you have to have too. Yeah. You completely did a plan to essentially mitigate risk. You know, the things that you can control, let's list it all out. Let's evaluate Mm -hmm. it. And yes, there's going to be a percentage of risk that's just out of your control, but that's okay. I really like that because oftentimes we talk on here a lot about the passion, which was probably a lot, a big part of your episode last time, but now it's like, yeah, I have that passion, figured that out. And now it's the business side of it. That's kind of where I feel like I, like I'm at personally too. It's like, I know Uh I'm passionate about small and local businesses, but now what's the business, like, what's the business behind it? It sounds like you had a good, good, uh, group of folks to go to any other resources that helped you. And the reason I'm asking is for those Uh listening who might be at that point of, Hey, I figured out my passion, but now it's time to put on that business hat. Anything else that, that helped you out through that journey Mm -hmm. at the beginning? In my journey, I had, you know, um, some supportive figures in my life, like my mom um, and stuff to to guide me to like, oh, this is a resource you should check out. And so I connected with the Small Business Association. So I, I didn't have anybody to, you know, like I didn't have a private investor. I didn't have anybody like that. So it's like. I had the privilege of my mother letting me live in her house for free um, while I was working. So I was able to save up my money and stuff like that, that, you know, helped along the way. But I was able to, you know, go to the bank and I got connected with a small business association, the SBA. And then through them, I was able to get a loan to start my business. So 
then I had to, you know, that's where the business side comes into play. Like the first bank that I had gone to, they were like, you don't have collateral. You don't have a house. Sorry. Goodbye. After I was talking to them for seven months. And so then I had to pivot. um, And somebody, my pop-up knew worked at another bank and they were like, connected me with a relationship manager over there. So then I went to a different bank and then that process was a a lot smoother. Um, You have to form like a relationship with the person that you want to get your loan from. And you have to basically plead your case to the bank. It wasn't easy, but it's possible. And that's what like the stuff I talked about before, like the business side of it, you kind of have to be, you, you have to know all of that. You have to be very aware of your costs, they're going to ask you questions. They're going to dig deep. They're going to look into your past finances, like everything like that. So, but it sounds intimidating, but it's possible if you don't give up, I could have given up, but I didn't. And yeah, so that was a resource for me, the SBA, because the goal, their goal is to, you know, provide people that don't have as much as, you know, like if I was, you know, I had a house, I had established myself way more, had money, more money like that, it would be a different story, but I, but I didn't. So it helps young people or people just starting out, get money to, to do their passion or their business. That's really helpful. I'm sure for folks who are at that point, let's dive into where is your storefront? So for those who might be in the area, uh, just give give a shout out of where they can go and and see you and find you. We're in Greenville, Delaware. We have a little pink storefront um, and there's like a little lunch spot next to us. And yeah, so we're in Greenville. It's kind of, I would say, northern Delaware. Awesome. So any any of my Delaware listeners, definitely check out Cupcakes. Um, And what you know, with the storefront opening and now, you know, you've been a year with it. What's one thing that you didn't expect with it? Uh, You know, is there something that's maybe a day to day upkeep or just something you're like, oh, forgot about that aspect, like just something that surprised you? Yeah, definitely. So so I was used to doing custom orders, just cakes orders like, you know, for events and stuff like that. So I wasn't used to like, if someone wanted like one of each flavor cupcake, like that wasn't something I could do before because I didn't have like all of that stuff being made every day. Um, so the grab and go, the case area, that's what I was blown away with in the beginning. <laughs> um, so I was just, you know, expecting some things in the case to sell every day, but you know, the custom stuff that I was used to, but um, the grab and go like daily stuff took like, it was crazy. Like, we were sold out. Like I had, like, I had no idea what was going to happen when we opened and it was like a mess. We were, there was like lines of people out the door and we had nothing. And we were like, oh my God, we sold like hundreds and hundreds of cupcakes. I had no idea that was like going to happen. And I didn't know that the demand for the walk-ins would be as much of a demand as it was, I guess, because I've never dealt with that before. And it, it was amazing, but I hope we didn't scare people away. I'm like, now, <laughs> we figured it out. We have stuff available all the time. Yeah. Now everyone's always like, oh, like, well, when I tried to come in like last year, you were sold out of everything. I was like, yes, but but we knew that <laughs> we figured it out. Um, yeah. Now we, now we make too much because <laughs> um, yeah. I had no idea like how many people were going to show up. Yeah. You the store and you're like, I don't know. Do people even like, is anyone going to come? He's like, you mm-hmm. know, I sold it out. There's certain times like, I guess that's definitely a challenge of like not knowing who's going to come on any given day. Like we could have a sold out day. Like yesterday we sold out of like almost everything, but like last Friday, it's like, that was not the case. Never really know. And with holidays, like I try to do pre-orders, but then people 
don't pre-order and then they get mad at us when they're like, it's four hours into the day and you're sold out of everything. I'm like, yes, it's Easter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, that's definitely been a challenge, but it's a good challenge. Yeah, I can imagine that with a food business, you know, like the unpredictability. Yeah, so we spend all this time making stuff and then like Mm -hmm. no one can show up. It's happened. No, I I can see that being a challenge. I I guess that's maybe looking at, I'm just trying to think like how you Mm -hmm. solve for that. Maybe it's looking at or like tracking the data over time, you know, and seeing the trends. But to your point, there are going to be just those random days um, for sure. Yes. What do you think led to, so it sounds like you had a great opening day and, and, you know, have that customer base. What do you think led to the success of that? Do you, do you have some things in mind that you intentionally did that you Mm -hmm. think may have led to that great opening day? Cause I can imagine that's really hard, that marketing aspect of it. Right. No, I think there's, there's some things I intentionally did and then there's some things I unintentionally did. So the one that I unintentionally did was we had the sign on the outside of the store for like, I don't know, it was up since like February that we were coming mm. soon and we didn't end up opening until September. So <laughs> that was unintentional because I, I just couldn't get the contracting to get done on time. And like, you know, every issue that comes up when you're trying to build out a store, people don't realize like how long that takes. It's like, so many issues come up. It's like the electric, the power, the equipment, this, that, this, that. It's nobody's fault. It's just, that's just how it works. But I got a little too excited and put up my sign in February. Um, so people would come in and be like, oh, like I've seen your sign out here forever. I was wondering <laughs> when you were ever going to open. I'd be like, yeah, me too. <laughs> but um, so people saw the sign and they drove past it for months and months and months. So, I mean, that definitely helped us. Cause it was created like a curiosity, like, Oh, what's that? When's that going to open? And then also the, I guess, marketing on social media. Um, I already had quite a bit of, you know, customers and people, which I'm so thankful for that have got me where, to where I am today. And that's something like I've been very, I've always been grateful for, but as of late, I'm like everybody, I try to tell them whenever I see them, I'm like, you're a customer that supported me eight years ago at a random Lily Pulitzer when I was doing a pop-up shop and you're still here. Like that's just, some people are just so kind for that. And I, I appreciate that so much. So I've been so lucky to have so many customers that have followed me throughout the years and like their support means more than anything. Yeah. That's, that's awesome to have those, those mm-hmm. people you recognize and you yeah. see them keep coming back. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. That, that sounds great. And speaking of that social media aspect, Almost 11K on Instagram. Hello. That is awesome. Um, Tell me all about that because I know how hard it is to keep up social media when Uh that's not like social media isn't your business. You know, you have you have the physical store and baking and selling what let's just start with top of mind insights. You know, when I say oh my gosh, 11K on Instagram. How did you do it? What kind of first comes to mind? And then we'll go from there. So yeah, when I opened the store, we probably had like 6,000 followers. So we had quite a bit. And I would say that was from, I've had the account for, I think it was eight years. So we've had this account for eight years. So it's been a long time. And I guess when I took it to the next level, I guess you could say, um, was when I started making reels. So I, I started doing all the reels and I guess Instagram changed their algorithm to where like reels are what's getting you followers and what's getting you noticed. So I started making these reels and sometimes I still think that they're cringy, but (laughs) people like them. 
So people watch them, like even if they're cringy or not, you're still watching it and you're still sharing it. Mm-hmm. So it's helping us. But um, yeah, I guess I post a lot, take a lot of pictures. Um, one thing that's been interesting lately is I've had a lot of people coming in and like, it's our sole source of, I guess, marketing, honestly. And they're coming in and they'll be like, I saw this on Instagram. So I came in like it happens oh, once. Nice. If wow. that happens, that's, you know, like I've done good. Like what I've been mm-hmm. doing is like working, um, just like posting a lot. Like I might be like, it's like prepared to be like sick of me, but <laughs> that's how people see it. It's like, if they don't see it the first time they swipe through it, they're going to see it again. Yeah. So a lot of people have come in and they've said like, oh, I saw this on Instagram. Like I've seen, seen your videos. Like I had to come in or I saw this on Instagram, had to come in. So I'm like, I know it's working and it's targeting like local, local people. Um, but yeah, I honestly don't know how it got to where it is. Yeah, that's probably the best way to build um, that following is just naturally, right? Like, it's not like you, I mean, multiple strategies work, but I appreciate that strategy where you kind of, you have some reasons, but you're also like, it just kind of happened organically. Like, that's awesome. Because that means every one of those, or, you know, majority of the 11K are actual people who connect with you and want to follow you. And that makes a really strong community on social media. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's a good mix of lately. I've had a lot of baking businesses follow me. Mm. So I guess we're getting into like the baking tips, like relatable. They can relate to me in some sort of way, which is pretty cool. So yeah, it's, it's been interesting. It's been fun, but then you also get like haters too, which is funny. Sure. (laughs) Really on a, baking Instagram. Oh, yeah. That's I interesting. Do, I get a lot of hate in real life and, and on the internet. Really? Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are already having a bad day. <laughs> yeah, something, that's fair. Something Jeez. we've ever done wrong, but. Gosh, this world is so fascinating. Like, how can you yeah. hate on a cupcake? Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, good for you for pushing through that. We can just ignore, ignore those people. Yeah, um, yeah just, just give them a cupcake and tell them to have a better day. <laughs> Yeah, we'll comment be like, not for me. Like no one said you had to. <laughs> oh man, that's that's really funny. You can't help but laugh. Funny. Like, come on. <laughs> oh well, um, with with the social media growth, what is your staffing situation like? Are you the primary social media? I'm sure you have, you know, people yeah. helping you run the store. Um, what has mm-hmm. the staffing growth been like? When I first opened, I was like, Oh, I only need like one part-time baker, like that's fine. Like whatever. Now I have two full-time bakers Nice. and a part-time. So love my staff. It's been, it's really cool how I didn't expect that that would, I would need that. And it's like, yeah, I do. And with the holidays, it's like, okay, we need more seasonal help, stuff like that. But yeah, social media, that's all me right now. I've thought about getting some help, but at the end of the day, I'm like, it's just too expensive. Mm -hmm. Costs are adding up in this economy and it's crazy. Oh, that's fair. That's, that's incredible. And are you at the store every single day or what's kind of your, uh, work life been like? I try to be there every single day for at least a good amount of time. There's some days I'll come in later. I'll leave early. Some Saturdays, you know, I won't have to be there. Um, it can run itself type of situation, but yeah, I'm usually there most of the time. Yeah. I would say 75, 80% of the time I'm there. So yeah. And if not, I'm on my computer at home working. So yeah, it's like Mondays, everyone's like, oh, so you're off Mondays. And like, no, we have a full <laughs> staff in there prepping stuff for the week. And I'm on my computer the entire day if I'm not yeah. there. 
So it's just like the behind the scenes that people don't see. They'll be like, I came in like you weren't there. I'm like, I was working or at the doctor's or somewhere. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. And like you said, even if you're not physically there, I'm sure you're doing something related to the business. Yeah, there's so much behind the scenes that is really hard when I guess, you know, it's like, oh, at first I was like, oh, I can handle all the baking. Like, it's like, no, you have to have like additional bakers help me with the baking. So then that way I can do payroll. I can do this. I can do that. Mm -hmm. I have all these bills. I've got to, you know, there's so many, so many things that are behind the scenes that I'm still not caught up on. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. I'm sure that's that's a lot. And kind of on that same path, what is the work life balance? I hate using the word balance, but maybe yeah. that experience lately. And mm-hmm. I'd also like you to speak about if you remember what you thought, you know, once you kind of quit your that more corporate full time job and dedicated full time to your business. Like, mm-hmm. did you ex- were you expecting oh, it's going to be easier to balance or like, what were your expectations? And then what was reality? Cause yeah. I could see it going multiple ways. I'm curious what you experienced. Yeah. So I, you know, I had done a lot of research and listened to a lot of like other bakers and what they'd say. And I was expecting to work like 24 hours a day. Like, I think I, mm. I was expecting something like crazy. Cause I see all these people being like, yeah, like, I had to, you know, sleep at my bakery and like all these other things. So like I was expect I was prepared for the worst, I think you could say. I was expecting the absolute worst with work life balance. I was like I'm going to have no work life balance. I'm going to miss out on everything. I'm not going to be able to do anything. Like that's what I prepared myself for and that's not the case. There's definitely a lot that I've missed out on, but it's not as nowhere near as bad as what I like terrorized myself thinking it would be. Um, I do have a good life work, work life balance. I think, I think it could be better, but I'm only in the beginning of the journey. So um, like last fall, it was, there was no work life balance. I was working so, 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 so much. It was like every single day, all day, every day, every weekend, but that's just what happens with the seasonals. So with the seasons and when I first opened, there was so much to do so much to like get into place. Um, that I was, you know, at the shop till 10 o'clock every night there at 7 a.m., 6 a.m., earlier than that, like every single day of the week and like on Sundays and Mondays. But that's not so much the case anymore because we have routines in place. We have processes in place. We have supplies getting ordered. Like, you know, there's so many things that had to be done in the beginning, but aren't quite done anymore. But yeah, I would say my work-life balance is pretty good. I don't feel like there's nothing I can't do. I'm able to go to the beach on the weekends if I want to or take it Saturday off. Um, it depends on the Saturday, but summer has been a little bit slower. So it's been good in that sense. But I do think in the fall, I'm going to be very go, 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 which does, you know, which I'm excited for, but also a little bit, a little bit worried for Like this week was a interesting week talking about work-life balance. I had an infection in my kidney. Um, and I was in the worst pain I've ever been in my entire life. So it was Saturday. I had an event back to school event and I come in and I just started like losing it. I was like, I am in so much pain. I need to go to the hospital. So it's been this week. Like I went to that hospital. They were like, you're fine. Went to another one, like two days later. Cause I was like, I feel like I'm going to die. And they're like, oh yeah, you have an infection. I was like, okay. But thank God for my staff. That's what I was getting to. I was able to not be there on Saturday. Everything went fine. The event went great. I was able to not be there on Tuesday. Like, you know, I was able to 
have the confidence in my staff to be able to run the business while I was gone to be able to heal. So I think that's a good work-life balance. It sounds like it's helping mentally too, because you're seeing progress in the right way. Like, you know what I mean? Like you said, oh, it was crazy at the beginning, but you know, now certain of those things we don't have to do or whatever, have a good routine for. So you're seeing like constant. What to expect and things. Yeah. Processes are better and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. And to your point too, like you're in the beginning, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. you kind of know the first few years, right? Are figuring that out and then yeah. you get even more into your routine. Yeah, no, it sounds like good pattern for sure. And good, good progress. Why do yeah. you think the, the fall is so much busier? Um, I think there's so much more to celebrate. Uh, there's oh, like, interesting. Yeah. Like my books are already almost full for September and October. It's crazy. There's, you know, pumpkin season. Like I said, you have football every weekend. I don't know why there's so many more birthdays in the fall for some reason. <laughs> um, and back to school, I feel like everyone goes away in my area for the summer. And now everyone's back. They really want to do stuff on the weekends. And that leads us into like Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Like those are all huge. So this year I'm trying to prepare for Christmas. We're going to get another refrigerator in the back so we can make wow. more capacity for those. But um, wow. I mean, if I did anything right, we should be busier this year than last year. Wow. That's crazy. That, yeah. And that, that makes sense for the fall that I just, at first I was like, Oh, why? Like, I don't know. Like I can eat a baked good, like any day, you know, oh, like right. any season. So <laughs> um, yeah. Awesome. yeah, that makes sense. And so you know, we, we kind of reflected on where you've been and updates since the last time we talked. Now let's kind of look to the the future. So any big plans that you want to share, any goals for, you know, this year, next year, or is it just kind of keep going on the path and see where it goes? Where's, where's your mindset at now with the business? So now that, you know, it's been a year, I mean, everyone keeps asking, oh, what are you going to do next? What are you going to do next? Mm-hmm. Honestly, we need to get to more capacity in the kitchen that we have now before I find it, you know, money wise, monetarily possible to start some like open another store per se. I'm like, I kind of want to max out what we have here. I know there's definitely a lot of room for improvement. We can make changes here um, and then kind of see where it goes. Another thing I was going to say was a lot of people, it's like, oh, they're like, oh my God, must be like so successful. So this, so that like, it's such an accomplishment. It's like, yes, getting my store open was like the accomplishment, but now that it's open, like my journey's like just begun. Mm-hmm. I'm like not success. Like I'm successfully opened the store, but like not successful, like in, in other ways, like, you know what I mean? Like everything's going good, but like this is just the beginning. So I think that that's what sometimes, you know, is like a, hard thing. It's like, yes, I'm so thankful that everything is the way it is. But like, this is like year one, like this is where mm-hmm. like, you're not expected to profit anything. <laughs> like yep. this is, you know, where we're, where we're at right now. But everything is going wonderful. That being said, I do think about my next move often. And I, I honestly don't know what it is. Sometimes I have, I have a couple different ideas of some things I would do. But I'm not sure. I like the thoughts in my mind. I'm like, do I want to like do cupcake truck? Do I want to do like ghost kitchen headquarters and little storefronts? Do I want to do like decorating studio? I don't know. Those are the ideas that are in my head. A lot of them. I just can't. I'm like, I feel like I want to get at least 
another year under our belt here, and then we'll have something set. So have you even thought about ice cream? I don't know. Hmm. We'll see. I think that is a beautiful, healthy, smart yeah. answer of wanna get like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you exactly. fast, try to do too much and work on like processes that aren't running smoothly. Like I would need to be able to have my current shop run without me being there to do mm-hmm. something else. And we're yeah. not quite there yet. There. Exactly. It's refreshing to hear that because, and this is why I like when guests come back on so much because first episode, you know, you are in that phase of like, just try everything, experiment, go crazy, get it out there, all the ideas. And now you, you did that, you had that phase and now it's in the phase of let's just get steady. And then to your point, you know, an X amount of time, you're going to hit another phase of idea, idea, evolve, evolve next thing. And then steady that out like that. It's the waves of a business, right? I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to like, you know, you don't want to get stuck where you are, but then you don't want to grow too fast and then end up in more debt and have more processes that aren't solidified and all that fun stuff. Totally. I yeah. think that makes we'll a lot grow of sense. One day soon. Yes. Yes. No, you'll, you'll get there. And even, yeah. you know, what you're sharing, like you're reflecting on, like you've had significant growth in the past two years a and that sounds like it'll keep going. Yeah. Right. That's what we're looking forward to growing yep. where we are now, even more more people getting in the store every day that never been building that customer base every day with all the cakes, somebody, you know, I saw your cake at this party. So now I want this cake. So that's the goal. Exactly. Just continuing building that community really. Mm -hmm. So before I get to my last question, Katie, anything else top of mind, any other pieces of advice or reflections that you want to share with, with the audience? Um, I guess one piece of advice I would give you is If you want to do something in life, you should do everything in your control to make it happen. I guess it would lead back to, you know, kind of what we were saying earlier about starting your business. Like if you're unhappy and you know that you have a good chance of doing something, do everything in your power, you know, write your business plan, go over all that stuff to make your passion happen because life is too short to do something you don't love doing. I mean, I completely agree with that. I've been going through my own personal journey of just figuring out like, how do I want to feel in life? And then go after the things that will help me feel that way. You know, don't just take on what society tells you you should do or should accomplish to your point, do what you love and, and go after it. And it'll be hard and you need to put thought behind it. You need to plan for it. But if that's really what you want to do, wouldn't you rather go through the hard days knowing you're going after something you want, than go through hard days, knowing you're doing something you don't like. And to piggyback off of like what you said about like hard days, like, like it's not going to be sunshine and rainbows, but that doesn't mean it's not going to be something that you love. Like, trust me, the mental breakdowns that I have all the time, like it is nothing but easy opening a business, but I can still sleep at the end of the day because I'm like, well, this is what I want to do. And I still love Mm -hmm. it. Even though I've cried six times today, I still love it. That's what you have to be prepared for, but not like scared for. Like, I was like, oh my God, Mm -hmm. it's going to be so hard. It's going to be so much. It's like, it is, but if it's something that you love, like it's worth it. But yeah, going off of like, it's not sunshine and rainbows. Sometimes you have things planned. You have to change your plan. You have to do something you don't want to do. I've had a lot of things to do, a lot of things that I'm uncomfortable to do and had, you know, had to do, but that's part of business. And yeah, it's not... I do think social media glamorizes it a little bit too much. 
it's not like, oh yeah, I'm just, you know, going to pop in my store real quick, say hello and like go to my Pilates class. Like, no, <laughs> that's not how it works. <laughs> um, maybe like five years from now, that might be the case, but I would hope to be expanding more, like we said. So I don't know about that, but it's definitely not what it's not glamorous. Yet. Sure. I think that's the right place to be in the journey. And to your point, you might have had a terrible day. Everyone has terrible days, but at the end of it, at least you can say, Hey, I'm doing what I want to do, you know, exactly. and I'm, I'm going for it. Like that, that means a lot to keep you going, to keep the passion going, right? Like that fuels you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great mindset and great piece of advice. And Katie, every every episode I end with, what is your proudest accomplishment so far? And maybe you'll you'll say the same thing you said on your first episode or maybe something new comes to mind. But just in this moment while we're chatting, what comes to mind as so far proudest accomplishment? My proudest accomplishment, I guess, I mean, you could say opening the store. Mm -hmm. um, that would probably be like doing all of that, you know, essentially like, I've had some support from friends and family, you know, mental support, physical support, but like doing that myself, like there's nobody signing off on my papers. There's nobody, you know, like holding my hand. Like I, I, I did all of that myself and that's just crazy to think about. Um, so I would say that's my proudest accomplishment. I mean, second would be like being in Delaware today, I have like a two page spread of my cakes and pictures. So that's, that was definitely like crazy, but yeah. Yeah, that's excellent. And and congratulations on everything you've accomplished so far and, and the future. And, you know, I'm excited to hear many updates. You're welcome to come on, you know, in a year yes. for a third episode for updates. And yeah, thank you so much for being back on and of reflecting course. with me. Yeah, this was really fun. And before we sign off, where can people find you? Shout everything out, uh, direct them to where they can check you out. You can find us out on Instagram. Um, it's Cupcakes Cake Bakery. And you can find us on our website. We are shipping cookies nationwide. Mm. So um, if you're not local, you can still get cookies. And it is cupcakes, C-U-P-K-A-T-E-S, cakes.com. And you can go to our shipping tab. And so that's where you can find us for our website, for orders. We also have a Facebook account and we have TikTok as well. All the nice. same username. Excellent. Well, I hope everyone checks you and Cupcakes out. And thank you so much, Katie, for being back on. This was awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun.